0: Welcome
1: to the Kai fast Nation. All right, what's up everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a good Monday. Uh Ryan, how you doing, man? You look wore out, ain't you? I'm good. I'm you good. You I'm l- tired. Long did, Monday. Uh,
0: yeah, we had a little uh a charity uh golf tournament, uh blue otter sunglasses, no offense, Revo, but they put on this uh, this charity event for like uh, they call it musicians on call, but it's basically uh, like local artists that go to hospitals and you know play for play for the sick people. So uh, we we uh, put on we sponsored a whole and sponsored a team, and I think we sponsored Longest Drive, our shotgun shell company uh, TSS Shot. Uh, so we got to go out there, man. It was it was neat, you know. A lot of the the Nashville uh, stars, I think. Uh, you know morgan wallen and uh riley green tracy lawrence randy hauser uh uh, it was it was a fun fun little day for sure but i'm i'm ready
1: to go to bed yeah awesome well you gotta stay up just a little bit longer because we got a we got a big show tonight we got the kbf national championship top three we all had fun watching that last week and and on saturday watching them crown the champ uh we've got uh one through 3 you know, we got Matt Scotch, Cody Milton, and, and Guillermo Gonzalez, the champ. We just had Guillermo on for winning a BOS event, so my man I know, is well, – I
0: well, we and, were texted back and forth as we were watching. I was like, are we going to have Guillermo back on again? Like, I feel like you have to. It's a national championship. Yeah, you can't just ignore gotcha. it. Like, yeah.
1: Well, you know, Mark Pendergraf was went to the to the championship, and in my mind, he was one of the guys – I mean, or the only guy that had a chance to capture two of the three in the Triple Crown. You know what I mean? Because yep. he had the Bass Nation Championship, and he could have got the KBF. Well, he didn't get that done, but garmo now has the KBF National Championship. He can get the second part of the Triple Crown because he's also going to the TOC. Not to put that kind yep. of pressure on him, but he's still got that uh, hanging out there for him, so that'll be fun to see what happens. And the way he's finishing the year, who knows? He's, he's hot yeah, as He's England on a hot streak.
0: There. Yeah, there's no arguing that, for sure. Yeah.
1: So this is going to be a fun one talking to those guys. I know they each have their own story about how the, how that tournament went we had fun watching it and i don't know about you ryan i mean i know that you and i have been we're critical of any organization as they as they flounder and flop through trying to get things done but all the reports i've seen come in is this was the most organized and best run kbf national championship yet is that i read uh,
0: a post by christine today and she said she's like this is the best national championship thus far so good job yeah. hats off
1: Hats off to them. Yeah, they're, they're getting it going. And we got a bunch of folks coming in from YouTube, so thank you all for, over on the YouTube channel for for, Sweet. for being there watching us. Uh, Ryan mentioned Revo a little bit ago. I didn't plan on uh, us doing a giveaway tonight. We don't have any shades or anything, but I'm in a giving mood, and i got a lot of T-shirts and stuff to give away. So we, all right. we'll right. we we'll do a little Revo pack giveaway, uh, maybe uh, some Revo uh, lanyards and a shirt and some other stuff that we've got over here. So if you guys will like and share the stream, we will give away a little Revo gift pack at the end of the night to one lucky winner so go ahead and do that for us and i'll pick somebody on youtube as well. well we'll slide you something over there too so uh yeah josh we'll get you a hat if you're the if you're the winner if you guys want a hat whoever wins i'll let you guys kind of pick what you want we've we got hats shirts whatever you guys want so we'll slide it to you um but before we get to that we'll talk about a few things before we get these fellas in here um, what went down over the weekend we had some state championships happen as well besides the national championship. I know Tennessee had theirs the week before. Oklahoma and Arkansas just had theirs this weekend. So uh KBN OG, Luke Arian, won the Oklahoma State Championship. So shout out to Luke. And then uh, John Wafford nice. won the Arkansas one. Another radiology guy, Nuke MedTech, Ryan.
0: Okay. They're, all they're, right. they're killing it in cattle
1: fishing. So
0: yeah. <laughs> it's a byproduct of all the radiation. I guess so. Um
1: and it wouldn't be right if we didn't mention our sponsors before we got going. Uh, of course, Revo. We're doing a Revo giveaway. Uh, use that code KBN25 to save some money on Revo sunglasses over there. Matt Frentress, you saw that post he made, Ryan. He yeah. honored at you oh, yeah. about his Dexters and Jaspers. Or you yep. guys were talking about your Jaspers the, got and the his Dexters. Dexters yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So hit hit them up. We've got uh, Western Sun, as always, the beverage of choice for us. And then I wanted to mention tonight, dugout bait and tackle in marionette georgia talked to steve earlier he wanted me to mention everybody's going to motors this year and dugout literally carries all three of the major brands of motors over there uh, and i've got it pulled up on dugoutfishing.com right here and i also got some of uh, tim percy's uh custom motor mounts there but they got yeah the well Newport. Uh, we've
0: got the motor mounts we've got tim's uh like his power distribution thing for the hobies you know he makes kind of like that like a false board that you can mount uh, all your electronics on Tim. uh I guess in his retirement, he's really uh, <laughs> he's yeah. really whittling away at this accessory market.
1: And I'll I tell you, the one that's picking up steam is that Newport, man. Everybody's talking big about that for the price point.
0: I'll tell you, and I'll, uh, you know, I'll speak on that a little bit. I, of course, uh, shot my mouth off because that's what I do. Uh, when they first came out, uh, because they're obviously very similar to a Torquedo, like very, very similar to a Torquedo, And I was uh, critical of that because I think that you, you know, you could make some changes uh, if you're going to kind of jump in that same market to make it appear different. It doesn't have to look the same. It can do the same thing, but you know, it doesn't have to look exactly the same. Uh, What I have heard are, you know, excellent feedback on the ability to run whatever kind of battery you want. You know, I I know there's several different prominent uh, lithium suppliers now, but, you know, if you take a, a 50 amp hour lithium battery, 24 volt, you can run for days. Like you know, you, days and days on those things. I think that is one advantage that that Newport motor brings to the table over the Torquedo. Uh, I have one in in the box in my garage that I'm going to install on the uh, the Outback and see see what it's got, and I'll I'll do a little little comparison review and uh, tell folks what I really think.
1: Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Uh, one more thing i want to mention tonight paul roberts just said it from the youtube uh, audience over there are we going to mention the new platform that got mentioned on kayak Nation? Uh, i guess that was yesterday and yes we're going to i don't know if you guys saw it over on the group page uh, maybe on my personal facebook page but i launched a new website it's kayakfishingnetwork.com let me pull it up right here a lot of people don't realize that some of our facebook groups kbn being one of them, have been threatened to be shut down by, by Facebook and Mr. Zuckerberg more than once, uh, and with all that goes on on Facebook and outside of just kayak fishing, which I think we all use it for mostly kayak fishing, or a lot of us do, uh, I wanted to create a place that was a social media site that every, everything you clicked on and everything you scrolled through was just kayak fishing all the time, uh, and it's got some cool features that Facebook doesn't have. I've got an event calendar built into it where everybody in the community can upload events, we've got the same kind of social groups that you're used to seeing there's a bunch of groups already forming over there so you can see that kind of a cool deal and then the actual news feed is real similar to what facebook is i mean it's people posting on their on their wall and sharing pictures and whatnot so we're going to try to get this thing going if you want to go over there and join just go to kayakfishingnetwork.com and use the code kfnclub and you can check it out for 90 days Give it a look. Tell me what you think. Give me some feedback because I think it's going to be a cool place that we can have separate from uh, Zuckerberg land. And you won't ever have to see the fact checkers or the uh, Dr. Fauci, whoever it is you don't like seeing on Facebook anymore. Uh, (laughs) You can just see big fish and other people sharing about kayak fishing. So check that out. I think you guys will like it. Uh, Yeah. So gotten some good feedback so far. So good times.
0: For sure. Solid idea. Yeah, man.
1: All right, so what do you think? We got three guys that I know are beat, but they're they're anxious to Let's share their it. stories. Let's just get them in here. What do you think? All right. Bring all right. them. Hang on just a second. Boom, boom, boom.
0: There, there they are. They are. The three amigos. The three, the three amigos. amigos.
2: <laughs> What's up, guys?
1: Yeah. How's it up, going? Boys? Yeah. Good. good. I don't even know where to start with you three guys. I've I got a lot of stories. I'd like to ask you all the question right off the bat. You heard what we said before we, we brought you in whoever wants to start first, what was your general opinion of the overall event? Would would you agree with what I've been hearing, which is this was kind of – it all kind of came together for him this time around uh, with the organization of the of the event. Is that fair to say?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. It was uh, – I mean, it was like – I don't know. It was like a little late start on like the top 100. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, you were like late getting there. It was all starting so early. So, it was definitely – I don't know. Maybe a slight change of pace.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I no,
4: thought it went
1: very
2: well.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know that's a lot to keep in line with three hundred and something people and cutting it to a hundred hundred folks. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you this, and you guys can t- be honest or not. Did anyone forget to video their fish before they released them? Did you guys remember <laughs> on everyone? <laughs>
3: honest of- or not? <laughs> <laughs> I videoed every fish that I could video. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was one fish, and I think I talked to several other people who had the same problem. So, like. I had my biggest fish, it was twenty two inches, and I got the photograph and between like looking at the picture when I snapped the photograph and like trying to go to video, it flopped around in the boat and flopped out. So I didn't get the video of that one, but you know, I got photographs of it.
2: It's <laughs> all that cool. mattered.
3: <laughs> Anybody yeah, else I forget?
2: Think- I think I lost a 19-incher off the board the first day before I got a picture of it, but um, I think I ended up culling it, so I don't think it mattered. So I pretty much have videos of everything. Right. Yep.
4: I dang sure have a lot of videos of fish <laughs> flopping all over my boat.
2: Yeah,
4: I mean, right. I've got a yep. lot of that.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, let's get back over here to Cody quick. Uh, if the Allen brothers are watching, I want I want you guys to see that picture of the, of the goat back there behind I knew, Cody. I knew that
0: was going to happen. We got,
2: Michael, we got Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's hiding a little bit, though. He's back okay. there, though. All right. <laughs> it's the Michael corner.
1: I can appreciate you putting that in this for this stream tonight. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Ryan, who do we want to start with, man? Are we going to start with three and go to one, or start with one and go to three? How do we want to do this?
0: Let's start with Scotch. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right, and, and before we get going, we have more than one winner on here. I was I was tripping and think Guillermo swept swept it all. Cody actually won the challenge championship, right? So we got two winners on yeah. this on this deal. And, so and AOI,
0: you. correct? Did you, yep. That was the lock in, the lock in for Aoy too, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well. So we'll get to some of that, but uh, yeah, first we're going to get to the adventures of Mister Scotch. Tell, Tell us was. about it, like,
0: I mean, well, obviously you had one of your. Typical tournament moments where, <laughs> where you didn't have your identifier. The picture of a pretty good fish. Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, how how did all a little,
3: unfold? Yeah. So what happened? That was on day two. Um, I had just moved to an area. I'd caught a really nice fish in practice, on. I was really confident in it. On the way there, I passed another guy, and once I got like casting distance around that guy, I made one cast and caught a fish. And he's like, kind of started mo- pacing with me. And um, I catch that 20 inch bass. And that guy is with me like in the trees now. And I let my guard down. I started talking to him about how big the fish was and what I caught it on. And I just got distracted. And I, I forgot to put the identifier down because I was talking to somebody. Uh, that's normally not the case, but it happened. And I, I'd made the mistake until the very end of the day. But yeah, that was definitely uh, one I'd like to not make in a big tournament. Did you gotcha. submit the
0: fish like when you realized it, or
3: no? You I mean, I, it sub- I you didn't. It? No, I had no idea. I submitted the fish. I, I oh, had no gosh. idea. I didn't put it down. I uh, submitted it and thought it was on my stringer, and had no idea until Corey Racer messaged me about three o'clock and asked me why my fish didn't count,
2: and oh, then I started man. looking at
3: it and figured out why i mean it's on me you know it's it's on the angler to make sure you do that and i just like i said got distracted and forgot to do it
0: what was the difference on your stringer i mean what was your smallest fish versus oh
3: it was three and a quarter inches that day yeah because that was uh, a 20 and a quarter and i ended up turning in a 17 so uh
1: so for josh's question there it did it didn't impact you in the final total i guess in the in the no. overall national but it did in the trail series didn't it
3: yeah it did affect some things i mean it ended up affecting aoi yeah. standings and and some other stuff um my boneheaded mistake you know kind of gifted cody and aoi and <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it uh,
0: oh really? really
3: yeah i would have finished it was, the aoi between russ and cody was just neck and neck and I think like every point mattered, and if I would have submitted that fish, I would have been ahead of Cody on day two, and that's when the tournament ended. And yeah, so it definitely oh, like affected God. Aoi standings. And, wow. Yep. You know it. You know so. What a domino effect. Cost you a little money. And sorry. Cost some sorry, people some Russ. points. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Russ. But Cody appreciates it. <laughs> hey,
2: we'll take what we can do. This use is a this setup. Point. This was a setup. Cody's
3: texting him like, throw the fish back. Fishback, man. Come on. Uh, no, I swear it never went down like that. I needed every inch I could get. I mean, I was trying to win.
0: I don't think you might throw back a 20-inch fish. I don't care how good a friends we are. <laughs> Sorry, man. Right. It's not happening like that. Uh, so how so, did the rest of your tournament – I mean, obviously, you still put up a bag. Like, uh, yeah, on day three, like, you were catching them pretty well.
3: Yeah, I mean, day one went just as I had planned uh, – I had an area, and I was real confident I was going to catch them there. And before I even got there, like on my starting spot, um, I had this one giant cypress tree, and in practice I got two huge blowups on it. And uh, I started on that tree, and I caught a 21-and-a-half, and and then I caught another 21-and-a-half. And and it was just like the perfect start to the morning, and it really took all the pressure off. And I knew I hadn't even got down to like this one area that had – you know, a bunch of like, you know, 20 inch bass in it. And, uh, I just knew day one was gonna be a good morning when it started off like that. Um, and got down to the good area, got a 22 and a 19 and, um, uh, ended up leaving that cause I knew I wanted to save it since I really didn't have to like, you know, use it on day one. I wanted to save it for day three. And, um, uh, yeah, so I took off at the end of day one and, and it made one more coal kind of in like the biggest community hole that was on the lake over there. And, um, yeah, I mean, day one was great and day three was pretty good too. It started off really slow though. So on day one, I hammered them right out the gate and day three, the fish were in the same area. I could see them on my side imaging and they just wouldn't fire. I mean, uh, about nine o'clock I got my first bite and it was 20 and a half inches. And, um, three casts later i got like a 16 something and it just started snowballing uh, by 11 o'clock i had a really nice stringer on day three um there were some crazy things happening though i kept getting caught in trot line there was like exposed trot lines everywhere and the trot line got in my rudder and the rudder the trot line of my rudder kept getting in my prop and so about four times in the span of about an hour and 15 minutes on day three i had to like get in and out of the kayak i fell out of the kayak checking on it one time um i was literally on the back of the kayak like like a mechanic back there taking the prop off putting the prop back on taking the (laughs) trot line out um then i got scuppered on the tree that i couldn't rock off of and i had to uh actually had to jump out of the kayak and push the kayak off the tree then get back in the kayak and uh Ended up catching my biggest fish on day three, just absolutely soaking wet. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way, you know I mean? I like to have some excitement in my day, you know, a day without jumping in the lake or falling in the lake just doesn't seem right to me. As we
0: see the sport move forward, I vote for you to be the first person with a live feed in
2: the every <laughs>
3: third. Absolutely. I mean, I, I want to see that. I'm game for that. Just don't put the little GPS thing on me. You know, I don't need everybody yeah. knowing exactly where I'm trying to catch him at. We, we can just have it facing
1: you. We don't even have to put it in front facing. We'll just have it facing you, and we'll just
0: yeah, watch No, I just your I auntie. want the, the feed to Scotch. I don't care where he's at.
3: I can definitely oh give goodness. you some good entertainment, man. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I, I I definitely have a colorful personality out there.
0: What lake were you were you fishing? If you don't want to disclose too much
3: uh I was on
0: Bistano. So all three of you were on Bistino, then correct? Yes. Yep. That's crazy. That's crazy because you know the the last national championship we kind of saw Cato just dominate as far as um, it was what like down through the top fifty pretty much uh everybody was was out there Cato. That is nuts that there was that big of a shift and we can get into that you know with the with the other guys of how you know different things affected that bite and why they were positioned where they were but that's crazy that all three of you you guys smashed them on the same lake small yeah, lake too, and, not a and giant not
3: not in the same area either like and in, in the three days i mean i only ran into cody and Guillermo for about a minute apiece on day two i never even saw them on day one or day three that's, That's
1: crazy, because I would bet you the entire week leading up to that, all the online chatter, I never saw any lake besides Cato mentioned anywhere. Did you, Ryan? I didn't see anybody No, I that. didn't at all. Yeah.
0: I remember was... when we were down there for the last one, I think it might have been Christine that was that fished Bistano, like day one, they put a camera on her or something, like she was back in the trees or something, if I remember correctly. I think that was Bistano. I could be wrong. Uh, She's but, watching, I mean, she so... Was, she, yeah. She was on some good fish then and the bite just didn't pan out, you know, on, on day one of the tournament. But I, I want to say that was best to know, like way back in the trees or something.
1: Yeah. I don't know. She could confirm or deny. She's in the comments somewhere. So. <laughs> or deny. <clears throat> yeah. There she is. Yeah. She says, uh, didn't quite work out though. I thought I she, made, made she made a hell of a run at the, on the last day. Yep. Slid into that top 100. So shout out to her. Good job, Christine. But yeah. All good right. times. Let's see. Let's let's get on to uh the AOY and the the runner up finisher Cody Milton and my fellow Arkansan, if I must say. What's up? What's up, buddy?
2: <laughs> no, not too much. <laughs>
1: yeah, What's man. Up? Did you happen to catch you won the Arkansas State Championship this weekend?
2: You know, I was I mean, you can ask Matthew uh, Guillermo. Dude, I was like planning on going to that thing too, because like I haven't called for for, for the uh, Bass Classic. so I was like, my plan was to like, you know, fish down in Shreveport till till Friday, and then I was like, thoroughly planning on going to uh, the Arkansas State Championship after that, and then kind of realized I probably did good enough, I needed to stay for the awards, yeah. so I did <laughs> so I didn't end up doing it.
1: Yeah. But,
0: uh, that would have yeah, been filthy yeah. just dip out on the aoy title like, go fish I'm the arkansas a, State a slide State on up through yeah. to arkansas real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah,
0: you
1: could have came in remote
0: yeah
1: but yeah man break down
0: so i mean we, yeah well, not day but the, the three days how i mean how did it set up when did you like know that that was the spot that you were gonna fish and, it, and that it had three days worth of fish which i feel like is the hardest part in this this style tournament
2: so, uh, I mean, to be honest, like, I don't know if you remember this, Jeff, did you ever go fish Lake Erling like two years ago when it was on that fall drawdown? No. Um, man, it was like everything in my gut told me that it was like, you know, if you know bass fishing, you're not going to run away from a fall drawdown. And like, that was like, for me from the start, like that was the deal. Um, like I'd spent several days on Lake Erling a couple years ago and like, I knew how insane that was. I mean, it's, if you don't know where that is, it's probably like 30 minutes from Caddo, like just barely, barely in Arkansas. Um, and I mean, it was just stupid. Like they dropped at nine, 12 foot and I mean, you were going and catching 20 pounds three times over again. Um, so I mean, it's... And I would be lying if I said it wasn't hard to have gone to Caddo. Like, I won an event there. I finished fifth there a couple of years ago. And, yeah, I mean, I, I legitimately didn't spend a day on Caddo. Um, it was – yeah, I mean, for me it was just that fall drawdown. I mean, it's like – it's one of those deals. I mean, it's like you're either kind of in the right area or you're not. And, you know, to know a lake's going to be nine foot low, it's pretty hard to not, you know, put that, you know, very <laughs> on the center point of your radar um so yeah i mean matt me i think me and matthew practice every single day i think we practice every single day together for six straight days and we never fished the we never fished one day of the tournament together but we definitely practice in the same vicinity (laughs) every day yeah
1: so for the people watching cody explain that the magic of that drawdown is it concentrating the fish or, or what you know it's you that, like that
2: yeah it, it definitely does that but it's like and everyone was like well what, are they just like on every little flat you turn on on snow and it was like no i mean it wasn't that simple like i mean it was i mean like you know you could just fish the outer flats of those channel bins and catch them but like those big ones were still like where the lake actually opened up and i think like g would probably agree to that to some degree um like, it wasn't just where that was a creek. Like, it also still opened up into a lake, you know. And, like, that was kind of the – that was the deal for me, was probably staying more in that mid-lake area, um, you know, where, like, your flats weren't half a foot, but your flats were, like, two and a half, three foot. And was it still,
0: like, a cover and water kind of deal? I mean, were you – you know, obviously it's just cyber streets everywhere, but was that the thing is just trying to – I know some guys were like, "Yeah, I was really catching them more around isolated, you know, big trees, kind of off by itself, versus the the clumps of trees." Or was it just random? Keep casting, do you bump into something?
2: It was. Uh, I had spent so I don't know. I feel like I had spent so much time there. Like for me, it was a time of day thing. Um, if it was if you had part if it was partly cloudy, um, they would be on every single laydown and like every cluster of trees would have anywhere from like one to four laydowns and i would go just hit the laydowns now and I would move on to the next cluster of trees um but i mean days were days that it was super sunny they didn't really care about the laydowns and it was more about like the isolated trees um and i mean i was punching mats too like i was spending like two hours a day from like from like 12 to two, I was just punching mats. And I don't think, I didn't have any competition doing that, which I feel like that helped me a lot too. Where,
0: where were your biggest bites coming from? I mean, what was your, your strategy to get the biggest
2: to, to fire? So it was, I, I kind of feel like I didn't come across like of fishing there for seven days. I don't feel like I actually really figured out how to catch the biggest fish until the last day. Um, cause like, there was like, you were going to catch your biggest fish first thing in the morning, or you were going to catch them in the last hour. And that's just how it was going to be. Um, and that, that third day and like Matthew will tell you too, like this, like the night after the first, first day, I was like, man, I've got to put some black thumpers in my boat. Like I've got to put some single Colorado black spinner baits in my boat. And I just had forgot, I forgot. And I didn't put them in there the second day and I put them in there the third day and then I caught like a 22, 11 minutes in and then I caught like a 20 and a half, like probably 40 minutes after that. And, you know, and it's like, I love throwing a black thumper. Like, it's like, it's like, it's, I've made them myself for like several years now. And uh, yeah, I mean that, like that was kind of, that helped me a lot. That third day was just, you know, getting a, you know, getting a few big ones in the boat and feeling comfortable.
1: Got a YouTube question here. Somebody say punching a rage on mats. I guess were you punching some sort of rage bug or rage menace I was, or something? On this?
2: Yeah, I was punching a rage menace. Yeah, rage um, menace. I was punching a, a little uh, slither rig, uh, like kind of a punch skirt with a uh, menace on it. Okay. Yep. Good stuff.
0: At so any talk- point, so we we were watching a back and forth on day three. Like, I mean, I felt like we were updating it like every two minutes, and it was just. You know, you would go in front, Guillermo would go in front, Guillermo would cull another half inch. Like, it was just back and forth the whole time. Did you know that that was going on? Were you aware of it?
2: Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I was definitely, like, I was, because my phone's, like, very vulnerable right now. It's probably got, like, 40 cracks <laughs> on the face of it. And, like, very the whole vulnerable. back end just has has like a giant hole in the back. So yeah, dude, when I caught a fish, I submitted it. (laughs) There was no (laughs) holding on and seeing if the moisture, you know, cooked it. Like I was submitting them. (laughs) Um, so, uh, yeah, like I was pretty aware and I know, I know Guillermo like didn't check the leaderboard a lot, but he even told me it was like, man, I was looking like trying to get some motivation, you know? So yeah. Um, I was, yeah, I was definitely submitting them and kind of pretty aware. Like I knew like that punch and bite for me. Like, I don't know. I, I really wish it would have kind of maybe even transpired into a little more that third day because I was I was able to let it rest so much the second day. We had rain, you know, spitting rain the second day. And I only got one bite punching the second day. And it was a really good one. But I mean, I pretty much left all the other mats untouched after the first day. So it was like I caught a ton of fish punching that last, that third day. But um, really only two of them, I think actually helped me and it what you know, didn't help me a lot. They were like 19 and a half some, you know, maybe 19 and a quarters.
1: Unbelievable. Jeff, yeah, we were... throw
2: the, throw the phone question up real quick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all the, all the money that you just won, have you bought
2: a new phone yet? Yeah. Dude, I'm so close. It's my first purchase. <laughs> Hey, I bought a mapping chip for Lake Fall today, and I'll thoroughly plan on buying a phone within the week. I got you. Right. Okay,
1: Okay. Yep. Get you some, that's uh, probably a good investment. Some of that glass.
2: Up. Yeah. I agree. I Get agree. you some of
1: that glass to protect that screen, too. Maybe the <laughs> yeah, waterproof yeah. action. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, we got some good comments coming from YouTube and Facebook. If you guys have any specific questions for them, keep them coming, and I'll throw them up on the screen here. Uh, Like Ryan said, man, we had a good time just watching the leaderboard because you know sometimes it can be boring because you don't know if people are sandbagging or what. But I swear it felt like every five minutes, you got you guys were updating that thing and and making it happen. So obviously you had good signal out there, which I didn't think you would.
3: Mm -hmm. I didn't on day three. I was having yeah, I was having some pretty good issues trying to get them uploaded, and um, I finally got them. But I lucked out that it didn't. That didn't quite drain my phone all the way, and, but we were good, but it got really close at the end of the day.
1: What's up with that? I heard a few people say that. Did you got any more of you guys have trouble with it pulling your battery trying to get fish submitted?
2: Uh, I did until like the first day, like yeah, it was absolutely draining my phone on every submission, but I didn't do that like lower quality do the thumbnail thing. Uh, um, I did like the second and third day I did that, and it I had way more phone battery left than I did the first day. Okay.
1: I heard a few stories that I didn't didn't really understand why. Is
3: this, it's a compression Pendergraf, issue, I guess?
0: Pendergraft said he had like 50 and a half inches of fish. He was trying to upload and his battery. was dead. He was pretty happy. I yeah, think, was that if, day one? I can't if, you,
3: if you have one bar, um, it's going to ha- give you some trouble probably uploading them. I got you. Just, Just make sure you have bro. like a Dakota battery pack or, or something on you to keep your phone like charged and you're going to be good, but it's definitely a good idea to have an external uh, battery back.
1: PDH is comment saying, yeah, he's saying the low quality thing was legit. I guess that was the key. Yep,
2: it was. Does yeah. the Fish
0: Chaos app, does it have, you know, like turning X, for instance, like if you try to upload something and it won't go, it just puts it in the live well or whatever it is. Is there something like that that it can just send to and like you can upload when you do get service later?
4: Not that I can remember.
0: Okay. I haven't fished a sure. tournament on, so I don't know. I haven't, uh, yeah. yeah, we were trying to obviously watch and keep up with the stuff, but you
2: can't see what the actual features are uh, available I, for the anglers. So I know, like, until, yeah, I mean, this was the biggest tournament I'd ever fished on Fishing Chaos, but, like, a lot of the other smaller ones, man, like, with one bar, it was submitting so fast. Uh, I mean, like this tournament in particular might not have been the case, but all year it seemed like it was submitting really good with one bar.
1: Maybe just bandwidth, you know, just like before when when they were using Tourney X, it was the same issue when you had that many people trying to put and, and not just put them into the national championship, but three different events at the same time. So it's almost yep. like triple the amount of people for a couple yeah. of time. And, I, and
2: it, I think it was even more than that because, like, you were doing, you know, like the big bass, like the team yeah. event. Oh, yeah. Like, it was like five or six tournaments you were submitting fish to. So, like, it really it did pretty decent. It really <laughs> I noticed good.
3: once it went through the first time, it started going faster. Yeah. But getting those first submissions to go through took a little bit longer. You had to break that ice.
1: It's like Cody broke his <laughs> phone. You had to break that ice.
3: <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Um, well yeah. let's
0: hear from guillermo how let's did how here. did your how did your big i mean huge win like i think that's uh, as kayak anglers that's like uh, you know that's on the bucket list that's one that you you definitely want to you want to take home and and you you did it and fairly local to you i mean you know you you fish you fish the texas louisiana stuff previously so how did how much did that factor into you know your success
4: well i mean honestly this tournament gave me the opportunity to completely fish what i would consider my greatest strengths you know um to fish really fast uh to make quick short casts um quick, short, accurate casts, and, and I was able to do that the entire day, every day, all day, and uh, I think that played a big part in uh, in helping me out. It, it just literally, from my perspective, I mean, when I got there on the first day of practice, I was kind of shocked uh, how good it was fishing and uh, how, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but, you know, Dwayne Dwyer said it best. I mean, we were, you know... In the, if you guys watched the award ceremony, he he literally said we just smashed them everywhere we went, yeah. And, and that's that's just how it felt. And uh, considering it was fishing to my strengths, I, I felt like, man, I might I might have a really good shot at this thing the way it's setting up. And it dang sure did.
1: Unbelievable. Um, well, let's talk about the tournament, man. What what you said you fished to your strengths. What exactly did you find when you showed up and started pre-fishing that, that set your mind like that?
4: Well, uh, I found a 8-foot-low lake with a lot of concentrated fish. And uh, it seemed like, from, from what I could tell, if you could kind of... You, you kind of had to think of it as like... I'm trying to think of the best way to think of it, but you have to think of it as you have to think of where the fish would drain out, you know, with the lake coming down. And, uh, yeah. I used that and I looked at a ton of Google earth imagery. And I looked like, looked at a ton of historical images and I tried to figure out, uh, based on all the drawdowns from years past, uh, where the fish would drain out. And from there, that's where I kind of, uh, designed where I was going to practice. And, I mean, I found a couple little holes here and there, and I remember the first day, I went in one of those holes, and, and it, it was just downright dumb. I mean, it seemed like every every stick had a 20-incher on it. Every mat had a big old frogfish on it. I mean, it was, it was honestly some of the most fun I've had bass fishing in a while. And I think Cody and Scotch can test
3: it. It was pretty good out there
4: yeah really i mean was. it i had fished it a little bit for the nc two years ago i actually spent one of my days there and i mean it was kind of a night and day difference in how could it fished. and i so guess you we had
0: were, you pretty much had your mind made up before you went in that, that was that was the lake you were going to focus all your energy on kind of into figuring it out pre-fishing
4: you know I didn't quite have my mind made up but it was definitely the lake i was the most curious about so it was the lake that i went to first i was considering the fact that it was drawn down and i thought to myself i'm really curious about that i i wonder what what that does to the fishing and i showed up and 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 i was i got the answer pretty quick and from then on i spent just like just like cody i spent every single day of practice on know, yeah. trying to learn everything that i could
1: so pre-fishing did you got? any any of you can answer this and this can be a, a lesson for the crowd how, how did you target your pre-fishing were you laying into fish did you check any of them or are you just covering water and looking for the right stuff uh catching a few here and there to see the quality or, or how did you exactly approach that
4: uh kind of like exactly what you just said I personally made it a point to cover as much water as I possibly could. I didn't spend too much time in any one area. And, uh, it seemed like if, if on any given day, if you just covered water, you'd run into big ones eventually.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of the same thing for, uh, what Cody and I did in practice is, you know, we, we moved around and, and constantly, you know, fished all around the lake and, you know what we were seeing is the fish were biting it wasn't an area or a spot it was a it was a lake wide pattern and kind of once you got a feel for it you could replicate it all over the lake you know you didn't have to be in one specific spot yeah, Completely agree with scotch.
2: i think the lake was like 17 miles from the dam to uh port Abistano, which was like the last legal land legal launch up north and um, I know Matthew and I like literally drew a like, 17 mile line from the dam to Um and it wasn't like one day up at the dam was better than like way up the river. Like it was just all pretty dang good. So, How many people, speaking of ramps, tell us about this
0: launch situation. We saw <laughs> some pictures and some stories. Like, what in the heck did y'all get into?
2: We were just going on an early morning till hunt. That was it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what it was. That's what, that's what, it, what it felt like. like. When
0: I saw that it was just picture an early that morning
4: did, duck like hunt. some
0: duck hunting boat ramp out here and just yep, trudging through it.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was uh the first day that I got there, that was actually the ramp that uh I had spent a lot of time in pre fishing for the national championship two years ago. And I got there and I looked at it and I was like, "Oh goodness, you got to be kidding me!" Yeah. And, but then I thought to myself, "Man, I, I'm a duck hunter. If anyone can do this, it's me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get down there and give it a shot." And the first time that I did it, I kid you not, it took me one hour to get to the water. Yeah. Uh, if not more, the first time that I did it. Um, on the way out, I kind of found a, I, I kind of decided to get creative and kind of find a different way to try to find some drier ground. To, so it ended up being a lot longer that way. But, uh, but it, it was pretty nuts, but what made it really, really cool was once the tournament came around, it was, it was, it was me, uh, Cody, Joe and Christian and everybody yeah. helped each other get to the water
2: that and was that like the coolest part about so it So <laughs>
4: much easier when everybody was helping each other doing it by yourself was a pain in the rear but when everybody helped each other it, it it was much easier and i honestly i i couldn't thank the good lord enough for all three of those gentlemen that were at that ramp because right. they made the whole experience so much better for me so, yeah.
1: so did y'all just stumble upon being in that same launch area or was that kind of a coordinated effort to be able to help each other or it just kind of worked out that way
2: it, it just really was that day. Yeah, it really did kinda work out that way. That's um cool. I had a really good I had a really good idea I was gonna launch there all week and I knew I didn't want to launch there in practice. Um I don't know, I had a good buddy tell me that a lot of people were looking for my van <laughs> along <laughs> the waterways. <laughs> so it was probably good I didn't ever launch there until the actual, you know, game day or whatever. <laughs> um Hey, so yeah, Ryan. I mean that that was that was probably one of the best things we did was uh, stay off the water a few days, you know.
1: Ryan, how did we not ask this question? Did you get that van stuck this time or not? No, <laughs>
2: I, didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even didn't. think about it. Damn, there's yeah, always there, a Cody Martin I got van stuck. Yeah. Sure. Guillermo did not pull it's me awful. out this week. <laughs> he's pulled uh, me out a lot but not this yeah year. that's like become a tradition
1: there's a van stuck picture at every big tournament like yep. off the side of the road oh somewhere gosh. so yeah
2: and it's it's always g or matthew that saved me too. always <laughs> every time. that's
1: funny you know we talked a little bit ago about uh matt's adventures on the water g you had some adventures man you had a a broke boat didn't you at some point uh during the tournament yeah. Is that all right
4: yeah, so one of the things about about Bistino this time around, from it being so low, is there were there were about a half a million nubs um, that were barely under the water surface, and one of the days I high sent I don't know how many times I high centered, I mean probably twenty times, and in one of those times I, I I think I I put one of those nubs right through a false scupper and started taking some water in. Um, you know, something that really could have happened to anyone, and yeah. uh, and so day one and day two of the tournament, I I had a my boat was dang near underwater by the end of the day, <laughs> um, and uh, I actually Duke heard about it, and and Duke Tran from Mariner Sales, and he actually sent me a text. He's like, man, I heard I heard what you got going on. Is there anything that I can do to help you out? And I and I felt awful for asking this, but I was like, honestly, there is something that you can do. I promise I'll make it up to you. And was, could you run by my house and get my other boat? <laughs> and,
1: Teach him to and ask.
4: He didn't. He didn't even. He didn't even think twice about it. He went straight to my house, hooked up my trailer with my boat, and brought it down for me. And I. It's freaking it, awesome it made day three so much better for me to have a boat that was handling right because by you the end of the day you much had to
0: win it at that point like just <laughs> right just as a gratitude
4: yeah and i you know and and also uh, you know i had several i wanted to say it just it just speaks volumes about our community i had several anglers reach out to me and offer me their spare boat but the, the fact of the matter is i wanted to fish out of I wanted to fish out of my boat. I love my boat so much, and it suits my strengths so well that I really wanted to be in my boat. And it meant so much to me that Duke was willing to do that for me. And I'll, I'll definitely be in his debt for that.
1: It's great. Yeah. He's good people, man. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I know he was beat. He just got done running the throwdown the, the week before. so He stuff, definitely dude. was. He's a hard, hard working man, <laughs> hardest working man in Texas, in the kayak world, probably. I agree. Uh, we had a question for somebody. Oh, Paul from YouTube asked, people talk about momentum and fishing. Uh, how much did momentum play into your finish? Do you think?
4: I think it played a huge role into my finish. I mean, we can, we can look at history and, and see, you know, anyone who's ever been on fire and it's like, once you kind of, once you kind of get it going, you can usually keep it going for a little while and, uh, I mean anybody who's anybody in this sport has, has had that happen. Scotch, Cody, Russ, and so many others, Lambert, um, so many others. It you know. again. And uh, and and so I, I certainly think that momentum is playing a role. You know, when you, you go into a tournament going into a tournament with confidence makes all the difference in the world. And, uh, I certainly felt confident going into this event and, uh, I just hope I can keep it going.
0: No offense to your momentum, but I hope, I hope you lose a little bit of steam between now and the end. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you're winning everything you get in. So we're going to have to calm down a little bit.
1: Yeah, we had another YouTube question. If I can get back and find it, there you go. I,
0: I, I want to speak to that. Like the, the minimum part, fishing, fishing confidently when you go into a tournament, I, I I don't necessarily think that, you know, it's, it's the momentum part, but you waste less time because in your head, you know what they're going to, you know what they're going to bite, you know where they're going to be. So you're not like running around changing baits, scrambling around. Like maybe they're in the shade, maybe they're on this point. Like you just, you, you in your head, you know, I'm going to make them eat this way and that's what you do all day long. I think that's one of the biggest things as far as having confidence when you, when you start up on day one.
4: Yeah, no, I agree.
1: Found that question here, and any of you guys can take this. But what's the one lure you always have tied on a ride? And I guess that speaks to confidence. Everybody's got a confidence lure when they head out.
4: Is this just Especially in general, confidence. or during this tournament?
1: Well, you you pick.
2: <laughs> I think it's oh, in general. A, I mean, that's in how general,
4: but, it. yeah. You can you can
1: answer for this tournament if you it want. It's
2: pretty much the same for me as this tournament as it is in general. Like a. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm always gonna have something to flip, whether it be like a slith- little little slither rig, or whether it be a three 8 jig or a half ounce jig. Um, and I caught a lot of fish on both of those, like a three 8 jig and a little slither rig, little five sixteenths, the three 8 slither rig. Okay,
1: Matt,
3: what about okay. you? Uh, honestly, uh, it's hard to beat a spinner bait. You know, I, <laughs> right? I he didn't even Jim- throw it this week. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't he catch should've. fish on it in the tournament. But I had something better working. I was a lot more confident in this week than the spinnerbait. And, the spinner bait. and I kinda I got a feeling everybody else is throwing a spinnerbait, so I was uh feeding them some funky chicken.
2: Okay. Chant, is that what about all you're you, gonna say is the funky chicken?
4: Man for
3: me
2: I watched the awards.
0: I know what he was I know what
2: he was, bro. <laughs> Whoa, quick
4: Whoa <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> that was cool. gonna happen. This, this is, is recorded this is recorded by know? the way <laughs> well for me man that's that's a really tough question i got a lot of things i really like doing um but uh if i had to pick one bait that's just always in my boat almost no matter what it, it's probably a buzz bait i i just i get Thank an you. absolute kick out of buzz bait fishing it's one of my yep. favorites um but in this tournament I, i'll go ahead and show you all Oh. oh, my goodness. It was definitely that guy right there.
1: It's beat to death, too.
4: <laughs> it's beat to death. It was always in the front of my boat.
1: Is that double white blades or were those chrome blades? I couldn't tell.
4: Nope, double white. Right.
1: Double white. Okay. There you go, guys. The juice.
0: So the video that you you posted, a video clip of you f- fighting a fish backwards and sideways and up a tree and, and all kinds of stuff, were you you were you trolling and fishing you know making casts with that spinnerbait uh, as you went uh, yeah that's it there you go is that how I mean was that what you were what you were doing during the tournament because it looked like I don't know if it was just momentum that kept carrying you into this tree that almost caused a disaster uh, was the motor going the whole time no
4: that the motor was not going but the wind was
0: oh. um, okay, I, okay. Uh, I was wondering whoa.
4: like what is happening here. <laughs> I was, I was using basically, you know, I was using the motor to help me get places faster. And, uh, when I was going from tree to tree, I would use the motor and, uh, until I got to a place where I could either power pull down or I could make quick gas. And in that particular situation, I still had a lot, a little bit too much momentum. And, uh, on top of the fact that that fish pulled me right into the tree.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I was watching them, like, surely the motor is not, like, running him into the tree while he's trying to land this fish. Like, that was
4: was a lot.
1: That was a lot for sure.
4: That was awesome. It was a lot for me. I'm just glad that fish made it in. That was the Uh, juice,
1: too. That was that bait, wasn't it?
4: That was that bait. Sure enough.
1: Flopping around. Was that on day three?
4: That one was on day two.
2: Okay.
1: So, you say you're not a... (laughs) Cody mentioned earlier you're not a leaderboard watcher, at least that much, not that much of one. But on day three, Cody started high and got out to a pretty good sized lead. Did you peek in there and see where he was at uh, in the morning?
4: So on on fishing chaos, if you want to check your total, it's it's it it, it automatically shows you your rank. That's and so I think true. like yeah. you can't just check your total without it telling you your rank, which. You know, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Um and it's definitely yeah. some feedback that I would give them. Um but anyways, so at one point I once I started building up a pretty good stringer, I realized that I was my rank was like uh First second point. or third. Um and uh I was like, "Goodness gracious!" That was all the motivation I needed, <laughs> and I went, I went full beast mode and tried to catch everything I could, and I ended up making quite a few calls.
1: Yeah, that was wild because y'all went quarter inch for quarter inch for a little bit. It was like you would, you jumped by a half inch, then Cody came by a quarter inch, so y'all were y'all were catching them, and it was a little bit at a time for for a short period. Anyway, it was you know culling a nineteen for a nineteen and a quarter. Bless yep. your hearts.
4: Yeah. yeah, it was uh, goodness. It was fun. That's all I got to say.
1: <laughs> That's
0: awesome, though. I mean, to see you guys and, and you know, y'all finished in the money quite a bit uh, around the country in different tournaments, but, I mean, what does that feel like to, to have, you know, two of your best buddies, your road dogs, y'all stay together, travel together. Uh, Guillermo, you and Scotch have gone back and forth, ones and twos in Texas for years and years. What does it feel like to get on that stage together, you know, doing what y'all did.
4: It's an amazing feeling. Um, I, I I lived with Scott for a long time and and I consider Cody to be a a close friend and I I couldn't think of better people to share the stage with. And honestly, you know, more, more amazing anglers, uh, you know what, what really makes us feel like an accomplishment was was the fact that I beat some people that are absolutely incredible freaking fishermen I mean and that that's the part that's almost hard to believe there's so many incredible fishermen that fished in this event and the fact that I was able to come out on top was it felt really good and I, I think you could see it on my face when when they announced me the winner I def, I had I had some tears and uh, <laughs> And being up there uh, with Cody was was pretty awesome
1: yeah i I would say that of every tournament I've ever seen, you know especially this national championship, a lot of times it's always somebody that comes out of nowhere that wins, even maybe the top one or two uh, over the years you know, and we kind of guess that might happen again, but this one you know one through ten, especially like you guys, the top three, you guys in the kayak fishing world are are front and center of known anglers in this sport everybody knows you guys catch them everywhere you go and it was wild to see and you, st- and you had Russ up there too and you had a couple local hammers up in the top top 10 as well making a run so to see all these guys that were expected to show out put on a show like you did was, was so cool and so impressive uh, you know this time around especially with 300 and something people you know to fight it because a lot of do you think that the three day event played a part in you guys kind of separating yourselves or it was just you guys were all all on it this week
3: i think we were all on it just all on it yeah i I mean i i don't know about g because i really didn't get to talk to him much during the week but uh i know with cody and i i mean we were definitely you know i mean we were planning for a three-day tournament and having three days worth of fish to catch and you know i mean this i think we all had good game plans and we had found good fish in practice and we one of the things I was talking to Cody about is like everywhere I caught a good fish in practice, I went back to it in the tournament and I caught another good fish there in the tournament yeah. and it was so consistent. Um, so, I mean, I think we just had like really good game plans and just executed really well. And uh, we didn't soar up look them too bad in practice. You know, it's like once you kind of <laughs> realize what you got, I mean, you got to leave it alone a little bit. You can't just sit there and, and wail on them, you know, and catch a hundred plus inches out of one hole. So um, Yeah. No, it's kind of the way it was for us. So.
0: How many people were on that lake, uh, other than you know, obviously the guys that launched where you and Cody launched, uh, Guillermo? But I mean, do y'all know any other people that were on BisNo that were on a similar deal? I mean, was it crowded? Was there thirty, fifty? Like, how many people do you think were out there total? Well,
3: I, mean, I launched the other ramps that had, had more people.
2: people. Really. Yeah, I feel like it would have probably been half of the field if I had to guess.
3: On wow. the last on the last day <laughs> of the tournament, there was twenty five people, which is a quarter of the field that launched out of the same ramp I did. What? Yeah, that's people crazy. Said to,
1: they said to hell with Cato. Uh-huh. It was all about Bisano. <laughs> was Cato
3: just off? Like what ha- I mean, what, what no. happened to Kato? It wasn't it was that Cato was even off. There's just so many more people over there. I mean, there's less pressure on Bissano and. I mean, I, the fish were angry. I mean, the, they were so much fresher. I felt like uh, you throw a bait in front of a fish of Bissanone, I just felt like it was more going to be more aggressive bite. Um, didn't feel like they'd been caught very much. I'm I still pretty
2: positive the two part. biggest bags came off of uh, out of Caddo, though. Yep. yep, yep. The
4: two biggest bags of the tournament came out of Caddo.
2: Yeah, so is that where I'm Mr. Lanzanotti was? That
1: is that where joe Joe was was with
2: us but uh, brandon bissell was he was definitely on caddo yeah
1: yeah and he threw up 105 75 that's
0: a that's a pretty day
4: (laughs) yeah
0: I, i i agree though those fish on caddo do seem to shut down under pressure i remember day three a couple of years ago down there there was like a bass boat tournament too and i mean we it's like really they bad. had a lot jaw man like yeah when those boats came in they were like all right we're done if it was just yep. you know five or six kayaks they were eating great but uh once yep. the boats came
3: in they were they were done yeah, yeah. caddo just gets so much more pressure than bisono does on the drawdown you know most of the ramps aren't really usable on bisono so they're not having tournaments and you know where the people are going to take their boats i mean it's really uh, uh there's so much water it's not boat friendly that's kayak friendly right now so there was a lot of fish that were if you kind of got creative in the places you look for them um you could find some fish that had not seen a fish in there in a long time we got
1: awesome yeah we got uh chris stroop in the comments confirming what you guys are saying he said there was 10 to 12 people at one of his ramps on day one seven on day three so Just to know was was the spot got it Mm.
0: folks we're we're about we're about on the hour uh go around the horn here and uh you know thank your sponsors and friends family whoever you want to throw out there and we'll close this thing down
3: well i guess i'll start it off real quick a quick sponsor rundown uh dakota lithium you know helping keeping everything charged uh man side imaging actually came into play pretty important this week for me um there were a bunch of brim beds and i could actually see on my side imaging the fish sitting on the beds and like relating to the beds and, all, and sh- water shallow as two foot or less um i could see them sitting out there on my side imaging so um you know it was pretty neat you know just seeing that and seeing it work in shallow water so you know you know for you know keeping the batter, the graph looking nice and bright um definitely was a big player this week and then uh Dobbins rods uh last long shout out um Dobbins 685 CB I had my friend send it to me this week it's a short 6.8 cranking rod which came in real important to me like I was making a lot of like Guillermo was talking about there's like a lot of short accurate cash you're making around these trees and around certain targets and having that short rod I could just accurately pick everything apart it was really important this week and um uh, you know uh without that rod i doubt i would have done as well as i did in the tournament um and then mariner cells uh excite baits hobie fishing uh and uh, nrs fishing you know who you know paid my way and paid for the team cup and everything else uh couldn't do it without you guys i uh, really appreciate it and you know hopefully we can get out there next year and uh maybe finish a little above cody and Guillermo at kentucky lake <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh kentucky lake we'll, we'll talk about that on another show
2: go ahead cody That's <laughs> well, gonna be brutal <laughs> um, it, not excited about kentucky lake but you know we're excited about now <laughs> um man first and foremost like i definitely always like to thank fish usa um they've helped me get around for almost four years now um and uh dakota lithium um i mean i can't say enough about them um i pretty well in the tournament ran a 23 amp hour and a 50 amp hour 24 volt on my newport and i think there was one day i mean you know we were you know got back pretty late and i probably only got the charger for four you know four or five hours and they still weren't charged and they still didn't die the next day so um i mean big shout out to them and but man, those Newport Motors are legit. Um, I don't have a rock guard on mine, and I haven't had one for almost six months now. I don't think there's a lick of black paint on my Newport, but it's also still running like very purely. So uh, Newport would be a, a big shout-out to Newport for sure. Um, catch Outdoors, um, I know we've got a lot of cool videos coming and a lot of even you know better episodes than we already have coming. So um, keep an eye on them um and bahio sunglasses they're kind of new um kind of new in the sport but they actually have a pink lens that uh, i love i'm a really really big sight fisherman i've always loved yellow lenses um but pink lenses actually light in like even more light so uh you, if you're looking for sunglasses bahio sunglasses are pretty sweet he's kidding go buy rebo's.
1: we're gonna we're gonna edit that out but yeah go <laughs> ahead anyways all right g close us out champ
4: well i mean i, I said this i said this a couple times you know the, the good lord was my biggest sponsor this week i had some fish that should have never made it to the boat uh example the one you saw in the video <laughs> I, I still can't believe that one made it to the boat and and they did, and they were all important, and I need them. I needed every single one of them because Cody was was catching them really, really good. Um, but anyways, uh, aside from that, um, of course, I love my boat. I've been in a, I've been a, a Diablo for a really long time, and uh, I there is not another boat I could have possibly, I feel like performed that well on than that boat. I mean, I, I I've. I've got that boat tuned in my head to the point where I feel like I can almost control it with my head. It's crazy from fishing in it for so long. And and so I got to give a big shout out to those guys. It's, it's, if if any, if, if any one of you are in the market for a paddle boat and want something that's extremely stable and something that's extremely customizable, check them out they're incredible I mean the issue that I had with my boat was was something that really could have happened to anyone in any boat I had high centered so many times that eventually it's you know a little a little piece of plastic gave out but I mean I have had that boat for over two and a half years and I fished over well over a hundred tournaments in it and it's it's been incredible um, Warner paddles uh, some of the best paddles I've ever used and I, and I know some of the Potentially some of the best paddles Cody's ever used, from from what I've heard. <laughs> but anyways, we won't get into that story. Oh. <clears throat> the rest of my paddles is <laughs> in the Mississippi Delta now. But anyways, um, Cody made it up to me. Um, oh, I'm cool. gonna go ahead and, and really uh, push Newport here too. I was using. I haven't. I haven't gotten the opportunity to try the NK 180 yet. But I was using uh, one of their transom mounted. uh uh, trolling motors and uh it it absolutely it was it was super efficient i was able to fish the entire day on one battery um and it was surprisingly quick uh so i definitely got to push them if you're in the market definitely check them out um excite baits i actually caught a few fish this week on a on a square bill It, it wasn't and it's on the the square the Site XP1. It's my favorite Squareville that there is, and I would encourage you to check them out. You can get them on their website. Um, fins fishing. I fished the entire tournament with uh, the fins, the new fins. It's actually spinning rod braid, but I like it so much. It casts so well that i was using it on my bait casters and i was throwing a spinnerbait with it i was using the 35 pound fin spin braid so i would encourage you all to check that out and of course so many others um i i would like to thank uh shoot if i can even remember them all but yak attack uh my boat's completely decked out in yak attack and like I said in the awards they support kayak fishing in so many ways and I would encourage y'all to uh go ahead and support them as well and Saint Croix rods I used the Sweeper Spinnerbait model the entire tournament it is by far the best spinnerbait rod that I've ever used so I would encourage everybody if you like spinnerbait fishing to check out this rod. It's a specialty rod to just for spinner baits. It makes a great chatter bait rod too. And it also makes a good bonus, uh, big top water rod. If you like throwing big spooks and things like that.
1: And many of the aforementioned things can be found on dugoutfishing.com. Isn't that right, Ryan?
4: That's absolutely right. That's what they say.
1: What a, what a, what a nice segue that was.
0: <laughs> uh, guys, congratulations to, to all three of you. You know looking forward to seeing you guys at the tsc and and see if we can close this year outright uh hats off that was awesome was fun to watch great
4: performance down there for sure thank you thank you you so much man yeah awesome and then real
1: quick ben rayfield hit me up you won the revo swag pack so ben rayfield tennessee boy it's all you yeah Yeah. but thank you all for watching tonight we're gonna wrap this thing up and gentlemen thank you so much for the time and congrats once again it was so fun to fun to watch and uh so happy for you guys
3: Thanks for having us on. Thanks for having us. Yes, sir. Right, take care. So See you.